thanks for pressing play. Marketing is what you do when you have a shitty product. I will never forget the first time I heard that. It came out of the mouth of a software engineer turned entrepreneur CEO. And he ended up wrapping his company around the lamppost. His entire executive team left and his investors got fucked. Now he's the king shit at Turd Island. In spite of many, many, many stories like this, there are still a lot of people in Silicon Valley and the business world in general who believe the best product wins and that marketing isn't worth very much. As a matter of fact, they believe the best product wins like they believe in the availability of oxygen. That's how much they believe it. Once a CEO said to me, we make shit and we sell shit and everything else is bullshit. And so, um, you know, I've experienced a tremendous amount of people who don't believe in marketing and do not believe uh, in category design. So on this episode, we dig into a research project involving, believe it or not, one of the world's greatest violin players and the Washington Post and how they prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the power of category design and marketing is actually almost everything. We're sponsored by my friends at Oracle NetSuite. NetSuite is the platform for your business. And uh, if you ever needed to be standing on solid ground, it's now. Check out netsuite.com slash different for a free product tour today. That's netsuite.com slash different. And in times of crisis, people turn to data. And my friends at Splunk are the leaders in data to everything, turning data into action. Check out splunk.com slash D, the number two, the letter E. And uh, Podcast Magazine is the new preeminent publication dedicated to covering podcasts, podcast culture. And um, each month... Uh, Podcast Magazine takes readers beyond the microphone. Yes, don't you want to go beyond the microphone? (laughs) Into the lives of many leading podcasters, uh, behind the scenes of the shows that you love, and much, much more. For a limited time offer as a listener to this podcast, go to podcastmagazine.com slash free, and you can sign up for your free lifetime subscription. I have one. I love it. I think they're doing a great job. Check them out. Podcastmagazine.com slash free. Now, hey-ho, let's go. This is Lockhead on Marketing, the podcast that helps you develop the lens for what makes legendary marketing legendary. Hosted by Christopher Lockhead, three-time CMO, godfather of category design, and a high school dropout, who the Marketing Journal calls one of the best minds in marketing, and The Economist calls off-putting to some. Okay, so here's what happened. In 2007, legendary violinist Joshua Bell partnered with two-time Pulitzer Prize winning uh, writer Gene Weingarten of the Washington Post on what they called an experiment in context, perception, and priorities. And if you go to lockhead.com, check out the show notes for this episode. There'll be a click through to the article and everything else we uh, touch on uh, here. Okay, so here's what they were trying to figure out. They would get uh, Bell, the legendary violinist. He would play in a Washington, D.C. metro station, and folks from the Washington Post would film him doing that to see what would happen. And uh, Weingartner would analyze it and kind of break down uh, what occurred. 
Now, here's what you need to know about Joshua Bell in case you're not a uh, lover of violin music. He has been called an internationally acclaimed virtuoso. Joshua regularly plays to massive sold-out crowds. Audiences hang on his every note. And when he plays the violin, he tends to make $1,000 a minute. On top of that, the ladies seem to think he's a handsome <laughs> handsome guy as well. So for this experiment, um, they dressed Bell up like a busker wearing a Washington Nationals baseball cap so that people wouldn't recognize him. And he positioned himself near a trash can in a metro station. Then he opened up his violin case and proceeded to play on his $14 million violin. Uh, it's a handcrafted violin built in 1713 by none other than Antonio Stratovari. Weingartner at the Post wanted to know, would people be moved by the music of this master? And if they were, how would they value the music that he was making? So what do you think happened? Well, Weingartner asked Leonard Saltikin, uh, who is the music director of the National Symphony Orchestra, what he thought would happen. And here's what Leonard said. He said, uh, out of a thousand people, my guess is there might be 35 or 40 who will recognize the quality for what it is. Maybe 75 to 100 will stop and spend some time listening. That's a direct quote. He also said that a crowd would gather and he figured that Bell would make about $150. Here's what actually happened. One of the greatest violin players on planet Earth, Joshua Bell, played for about 45 minutes in a Washington, D.C. metro station. At first, 63 fucking people walked right by. Then, after about three minutes, a middle-aged guy turned his head, looked at Joshua, and kept walking. That was the first audience interaction he had. Weingarten goes on to report that, quote, seven people stopped what they were doing to hang around and take in the performance for at least a minute. Twenty seven gave money, most of them on the run for a total of thirty two dollars and change. And that means in the time that um, uh, Bell was playing, one thousand seventy people hurried by oblivious. Many of them were only three feet away from a living legend, and few even turned to look. As a result, Weingarten pro poses the question, quote, if a great musician plays music, but no one hears it, was he really any good? And the question I pose is, if a great creator, a great innovator, designs a legendary product, but nobody uh, buys it, was it really worth doing? So here's the aha. The perception of your product or service is your product or service. If the, one of the greatest living violin players can do this and nobody gets who he is and what he's doing, that means that what packs the theaters that he plays in is the marketing and category design, that is to say strategic positioning of Joshua. Said more simply, the reason people go hear Joshua play and pay $1,000 a minute is because they've been told that he's legendary. And when people aren't told that he's legendary, hardly anybody gives a shit. 
So as marketers and category designers, we must never forget we are in the perception manufacturing business. And look, products and services are important. I want legendary products and services. I love them. But the product is only part of how you make powerful perceptions. Your product is far from the whole shebang. People do not automatically know something is highly differentiated, highly valuable, and worth investing in until somebody fucking tells them. And in marketing and category design, that's what we do. And so what this little science project with Joshua Bell by the Washington Post proves is that marketing is what you do when you have a legendary product. And I would encourage you to share this episode with anyone who you know who doesn't believe in category design and marketing. And if by chance that person is somebody that you work for, you should quit. All right. We would like to thank my good friends at Atranet, A-T-R-E dot N-E-T, building legendary B2B websites in Silicon Valley for over 20 years. Check out Atre.net today. If you want to do legendary marketing and advertising in Australia, check out my friends at rapidmedia.com.au. And if you're looking to design and dominate your market category, visit my friends at categorydesignadvisors.com slash blog. And while you're there, you'll find a great new category design set of videos by my brother from another mother and the co-author of Play Bigger, Kevin Maney. That's categorydesignadvisors.com slash blog. And hey, while we're on the topic, if you haven't read Play Bigger yet, why not pick up a couple thousand copies for you and your closest friends? Play Bigger, how pirates, dreamers, and innovators create and dominate markets. All right, I need to remind you that this podcast is a sole property of the Lockhead Oddcast Network. It does go very well with libations. And if you like it enough to listen, why not share it with your entire team? Today's information is provided to you solely for informational purposes. Please consult your shaman, lawyer, mystic, doctor, uh, and uh, parents and bartender before acting on any of today's information. Also, please do not forget to tip your wait staff. We are produced and edited by the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Jason DeFilippo. Check out his podcast, Grumpy Old Geeks. Uh, Sarah Knox and Jamie J do technical execution, and they build Lockhead.com. And why not visit us at Lockhead.com and sign up for our newsletter? We are about to do some very, very legendary shit in the newsletter world. Stay tuned. Show notes by Diane Gervasio. Candy Dandy keeps all the trains running on time. Don't forget that Lewis Black was right. Listen to KD Lang. And um, stay healthy. Stay legendary. The thought I'll leave you with comes from Jack Welsh, who said, Marketing is not anyone's job. It's everyone's job. Thank you so much. And until we're together again, follow your difference.